so much. Guys, this this was a pleasure. I mean, I, I, I've agreed to be on many, many podcasts in my life, but this may be the longest period <laughs> between you've... when you and I said, oh, I'd yeah. love to come on and do that movie, yeah. and when it actually happened. And the longest actual time it takes to do the podcast, because yeah. it comes with a three-hour movie. <laughs> yes, it did, yeah. 2.37, I believe, 237. Is, the, is the total running time of the movie. Two years ago, maybe? It was more than two years ago. More than two years ago. You and ago. I discussed this the fall of 2018. What? Yeah. Good Lord. Wow. Okay. Checks out. Fall of 2018. The math, the yeah. math works. Fall of 2018. <laughs> I'm at work doing DC Daily stuff, and everybody's there. In fact, uh, Keller and I just recently watched The Goonies with John Karunas. He came Aww. over. Good old John, Aww. which is great. He's a new pup. Um, and I think we've got oh, yeah. like Amy Dallin, Whitney Moore. Like uh, like that day, yeah. it's all starting to. <laughs> yeah. Like we're all starting to. I've walked to... around parties with my phone and just gotten everybody who's in the room, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's not, how you book. Not knowing there was going to be a global panini that happened that prevented everybody yeah. from hanging out for Man, a year and a half. I wish there was like a, just a sandwich everybody was on board with <laughs> globally. You guys know that uh, panini means sandwiches because in Italian, when you put the I, it makes oh, a plural. Yeah. Oh. So the singular is panino. Dude. So that's sandwich. You were also the person that told me that the word factoid did not mean correct fact. It meant incorrect fact. I mean, it means two <laughs> things now. The original meaning was, yes, an incorrect fact that people believe is correct because it's so commonly misused. Mm-hmm. But now it's become, oh, you know, like a little pop-up video, a little nugget, a little factoid. And so factoid became <laughs> a factoid. That's I look, bullshit. I look at Keller. He's nodding. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That, yeah, I do this know is that. All, I remember yeah. all this from when I read but, the dictionary. But, <laughs> <laughs> turns out the zebra did it. Each new edition. Um, I'm like, wait, what? This is changing? <laughs> but but when if you're at an American restaurant and they say on their menu paninis mm-hmm. with an S, mm-hmm. that's like saying sandwiches. I better get a bunch of sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. I better get at least two sandwiches. <laughs> Fucking plural of plural sandwiches. Okay. Sometimes they'll cut a sandwich in half and be like panini. And it's like, yeah. get <laughs> out of here dude yeah wow um i'm so happy that this is finally happening happening it's weird but um i want to ask why you picked this movie in a sec but let's get this intro stuff out of the way hi everybody welcome thanks for clicking this is the 500 greatest films podcast my name is hector sitting across from me is the jake gyllenhaal to my robert downey jr mr keller knoblock say hi keller hi our relationships are strange (laughs) wow i'm an alcoholic or you are. I am, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm twice divorced. Yeah. I wrote two pretty successful books. Twice divorced? Once divorced? Twice, twice divorced. Twice. Yeah, yeah. I checked Wikipedia. Yeah. I've been divorced twice. I love Spider-Man. You tried to kill him. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. lots going on. Keller, we have an amazing guest today. You know this gentleman from uh, some of your favorite uh, movies and TV shows. All over Hollywood. Oh, boy. Originally from Anchorage, Alaska, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, number one Tim Burton Batman fan that I know. <laughs> okay, I, for, I, I mean, I, you know I love great. that movie. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm, I'm the number yes, one yes, fan. Yes, yes, yes. Not to say that I don't know other Batman fans. Sure. I absolutely do. But other Batman fans I know, I think they kind of tend to pick different lanes. Sure, different I lanes. think maybe you know yeah. younger Batman fans than me. No, hey. I, I'm happy to know all age Batman fans. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sam Levine is on the podcast. Sam, wanna, no oh, old Batman guys. fans for me. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. It's I, such I'm, a pleasure to I'm be sure here. I know people younger than us who yeah. like honestly. Adam West is their favorite. I'm sure because yeah. his Batman is just a weird thing. Ooh, can we talk about the Batman's trailers? Sure, we can. First of all, 
Matt Reeves, new Batman trailer. Yeah. What's your take on it? Oh, I'm uh, I'm all I'm all in. Yeah. Man. Oh, it okay. looks so cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You. How do you uh, feel about it? I'm stoked about it. I love Matt Reeves. I want it to be very different from Christopher Nolan, which I think it's gonna I think be. It is. I think yeah. it's gonna be, but. I worry that some of the stuff in the trailers made me. It just reminded me of Nolan's Batman, right? You know, some some shots and some moments and stuff. And, I mean, you yeah, know. but I feel like y- you can't reinvent the wheel that many times. It's the true. Characters are going to still be the yeah, same. It's still Bruce. The Wayne. backstory, the yeah. origin is still going to be there. So, yeah. you know, you you have to uh, suspend your totally. You, you know, your artistic and critiquing. Listen, Matt Reeves's Planet of the Apes, it's still Planet of the Apes, but I love those movies. And they're yeah. absolutely different than the original, right. you know, in, in every way, but it's still talking it apes and horses like and shit. Like, yeah. That Planet approach, of the Apes, Planet do you mean the, apes, the movie or the planet? Uh, <laughs> All the Keller, above, that's, a Sim- Simpsons that's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> I am going to, they're going to be spilling out of Sam's face. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you when they're Simpsons references. Okay, okay, I'm going to need it. Okay, you I will need it. You will sheltered need it. childhood. Yep. Oh, I had to wow. skip most of it. Didn't grow up with The Simpsons. That is, Keller, yeah. Oh, it's no. a tra- so you're tragedy. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have this very bad beard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Um, it's pretty bad. Keller, what was it your take? Been better, what was your take on the Batman trailer? I am excited. Yeah. Uh, it's a great cast. It is a great Zoe cast. Zoe Kravitz. Jeffrey An Wright. unrecognizable Colin yeah. Farrell. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I that saw, accent. I saw somebody say, I feel bad for like big ugly guys when he got that role because it's like, hey man, I was, I was, that was my chance to be in a Batman movie was for me to play Oswald Cobblepot and they got good looking Colin Farrell. Yeah. It's like when they got Charlize Theron to do her best Beetlejuice impression. In Monster. <laughs> uh, look, I, no, nothing bad to say about her. She is yeah. magnificent and yeah. amazingly talented and yeah. beautiful as the day is long. Mm-hmm. But you're going to sit there and tell me mm-hmm. that that is not her just doing a great Beetlejuice impression. <laughs> I got to do that double feature soon. Yeah. Beetlejuice do it monster, and you'll never, you'll never see it differently again. <laughs> The be- the clo- I want to now. The closest Keller and I came Have to you that. Seen Jared Leto in the House of Gucci trailer. Oh, he's I, the, yeah. the, I feel like same person did makeup. Yeah, for the Penguin Feral. <laughs> yeah, um, they look the same. Sam, did you ever see the Warcraft movie? I did not. Okay. What did you ever see? Wanderlust. I I was at the premiere of Wanderlust. Oh, Wanderlust is a great film. I love yeah. Wanderlust. Um, uh, Justin Theroux. Yeah. In Wanderlust. Plays yeah. this great hippie commune. Yes, he does. Ben Foster is an amazing actor. In the movie Warcraft, Keller and I went to go see Warcraft in theaters, and we turned to each other and we're like, Ben Foster's just doing Justin Thoreau from Wanderlust, where it's like with your pages and your beepers. He plays like this wizard. He yeah. was just doing Justin Thoreau, and it was very, very funny. So if you ever see Warcraft, which I suggest... That's the only maybe don't okay. have to. Maybe that's the only reason too. Yeah. It's to maybe that's that. the only so, reason. Sometimes don't. actors will do that. You'll be mm-hmm. so tickled by someone else's <laughs> performance that you will do an homage <laughs> performance and maybe I not was, even know it. I was in a short film 20 some odd years ago and I had to play it was a very over the top very silly short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by Adam F Goldberg mm. who created the TV program The Goldbergs. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um and, uh, Go- Adam Goldberg of The Goldbergs. Yep. Yeah, and great. and it was directed by Kelly Martin. Uh, uh, of uh, uh, Life Goes On, mm. uh, ER. Um, and uh, I, my my guy was supposed to be this just really mean teenage boy, mm-hmm. uh, like comically dumb and mean. 
And so I don't know why, but I read it and I was like, oh, you know what? I think I'll do an homage to uh, Jim Carrey and Cable Guy. <laughs> so the whole movie, <laughs> I just talk with that lisp, that famous That's Cable pretty guy. great. That's Thanks. pretty great. Can yeah, I ask, fun. you did that like very consciously. Did any... Uh, uh, anybody ever come up to you after and go, "Hey, were you doing? Was that this? Was uh, that? They didn't have to. I told them. Okay, because <laughs> Kelly and I met before uh, we started rolling, and I kind of told her how I saw the role, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a little concerned. I was like, "Look, it's uh, it's a Jim Carrey thing, so mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. let it happen." Yeah. she was like, "No, yeah, it's fine." Okay. No, she was very wonderful and supportive, and uh, I'm very proud of that movie that no one can see. Yeah. It does not exist online. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's VHS? Ca- it's called Frenching. DVD? Frenching. And it is about French, French kissing. kissing. I'm going to track what? it down. Good In luck. You if do? you find it online, you let me know. Nobody put it on I YouTube? have never seen it online. I oh. own uh, a version of it on DVD, <gasps> but I don't think anyone's ever put it online. And I, there, would be, there would be legal mm, things. No, I gotcha. We didn't sign anything that said... This could be streamed anywhere. Sure, 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 sure. It was the, it was the turn of the century. Things were different. We and didn't they, have paper. They had the no idea that nobody knew how to write. Was, yeah, yeah. They had no idea streaming was going to be a thing. Um, I was kind of learning about a semi-invention of streaming the other day. We had our friend Chris Bramante. He, he came over and hung out. And he's working on a on a Disney cartoon show for kids right now. And he was like, he was he. I think he's re- he was reading a Bob Iger book, mm. right? The CEO of Disney. Yep. And was saying that. Part of the way that that Disney was able to win back the trust of Pixar, yeah, after the previous CEO Michael Eisner had kind of like burned that bridge or something, yeah, was people from Disney, Bob Iger, going to Steve Jobs, oh, and Steve Jobs being being like, "Would you put your shows on this?" And it was like an iPod video, yeah, and. Iger or whoever from Disney were like, yes, we'll do that. So all of a sudden, on an iPod, you could download shows like Desperate Housewives and all these ABC shows and yeah. Lost and yeah. stuff, episodes of a show. Yeah. And that was like in 2004, 2005, yeah, 2006. Yeah, the iPod like, video, man. iPod video. And that's I loved it. kind of became revolutionary in the beginning of eventually being able to just get shows through iTunes and get TV through streaming. Yeah. Which is crazy that it all happened because of corporate synergy. Sam, what did you think of the Flash? Capitalism is good. Yeah, that's that's our stance. Uh, Sam, what did you think of the Flash movie trailer with Mr. Michael Keaton returning as Batman, Bruce what do you, Wayne? What do you think I think? I honestly am curious about it. You're excited. I'm excited. Okay. Look, Keaton is my Batman. Yeah. Um. So any chance I can, we can squeeze a little bit more blood out of that stone, <laughs> I'm here for. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm also really looking forward to it because of Keaton of and course. you know and and uh I think he's gonna be awesome and I hope that he's really really good in it but you know I'm also a DC fan and there's a part of me that's like man it's kind of sad that when the Flash finally gets his movie it's like yeah but everybody's here to see Michael Keaton mm-hmm. like as Batman yeah I met Michael Keaton <laughs> just the one time and I knew he'd heard it one million times yeah but I was like doesn't matter yeah. I need to tell him he's my yeah. Batman yeah and, and how thank did, him. And how did he respond to that? He was very sweet. He said, okay. oh, thanks, man. Means a yeah. lot. Means a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know it doesn't, but I, hey, it, this was not yeah. about you. This was about me. Uh, he's the number one it. fan of this podcast, and yeah. he's probably tearing up right now. Uh, were you, I know, I think we've talked about this before, Sam. Were you uh, tickled to see Michael Keaton in Spider-Man? As the I bad was. Guys? Yeah, I thought he oh, was great. he was terrific. He was really he's, terrific. He's, he's such a magnificent actor. He mm-hmm. really is. And... Um, you know, people forget he started as a comedian. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I never forget um, that. And I, I'm sure you know his real name. No. Mikey Keats. 
Oh. What is Michael it? Keaton's actual birth name, Michael Douglas. What? <laughs> I, get, I guess I get it. Wait, 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 wait. The guy from Ant-Man? The guy from Ant-Man. The guy from Spider-Man's name is the guy from Ant-Man? The guy who produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The guy from The Game? The Game? The Big Way Game? Way to bring it around. Way to bring it around. Um, Yeah, his real name was uh, Michael Douglas, and he changed it to Michael Keaton. Where did he get Keaton from? I want to say Buster Keaton. Yeah, I like it. That makes sense. That's awesome. It was real physical. Keller, what do you think? What do you think of that little flash sizzle reel? That little trailer from? Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I'm. I'll see it. <laughs> I'll see the movie. <laughs> Just take my money. <laughs> uh, I'll make Hector pay for it. Yeah, yeah I'll Just probably take it. To see it. I'll probably take it to see it in 3D. Um. Okay. So let's get this. Uh, well, actually, before we do the intro, you got to look at this. You got to look at oh, this. Oh boy, right. Sam. You're so you were so fantastic to pick this movie and to agree to do this podcast. Just real quick, when I showed you a list of upcoming movies, why immediately Zodiac? It's just one of your top movies of all time. It is one of my uh, favorite films. Yeah, uh, I think it is a magnificently uh, directed, produced uh, film, and um, it's a. I had read uh, Robert Gray Smith's Zodiac in the late nineties. Uh, and then in the early aughts, I read uh, Zodiac Unmasked. His follow-up book. Um, yeah. And uh, I'd always been fascinated by the story. And so I was eager to see the movie in 2007. Uh, I was shooting on location in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> hey. Oh, shit. Uh, I was doing a movie with uh, uh, the great Amanda Bynes called Sidney White mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. no one saw, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were shooting the movie, I had the, the night off. And so me and a few of my uh, co-stars, we went and saw Zodiac. And then I was real excited because we went out for dinner afterward, and then I got to talk about everything I could remember having read in the books. Yeah. And that was wrong. Um, <laughs> and then, which I've now come to learn a lot of it, eh, not maybe true. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I've always been fascinated by it because th- there are remarkably few prolific serial killer cases mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's not to say that they didn't catch the guy, but where we really don't know who did it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I'd always been fascinated by Zodiac and I'd always been fascinated by, uh, DB Cooper. Mm. Um, which, what'd you, what'd you think of Loki making that little joke? I thought it was very funny, <laughs> but I wish, you know, they'd gotten it appropriate. It's Dan Cooper. Oh. was how he identified himself on the plane. Oh. And that was, uh, the press got it wrong. They wrote DB and then oh. that sort of stuck, but he never said DB. He said, Dan, my name is Dan Cooper. Interesting. So Loki, that scene in that, first episode would have been better if when Owen Wilson said you were D.B. Cooper if Loki said Dan it was Dan like, yes that would have been like per- I yeah. would have I might <laughs> have come all over Tommy the place has. if someone had done you, that. I'm sorry you would have what you heard me <laughs> like, I would have been so excited guys pause the pause the show yeah <laughs> we have to clean up all this cum. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah um thank you i thought i had a pretty good owen wilson impression but i guess i can i can do a better tom hiddleston you owen can do wilson. all of the above that was very do good. all the above sam you're currently flipping through a 2008 issue of empire magazine mm. the issue when i told you the premise for this dumb podcast yep. and told you keller and i were taking 10 years to do it yep I think you were familiar with this issue. You were like, oh, yeah, Empire Magazine, I remember that. Well, it was a big deal when they printed this back in, in 08. I remember yeah. seeing uh, a bit on the on the internets. Really? About this crazy Con- list. Controversial? That Is that why? It was a little controversial. There, there are some um, some movies in here that I disagree with, <laughs> and I think a lot of people do. 
Um, for example, number four fifty-three, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> just and that's just what I had open on this page. Well, yeah. keep going. There's another I think doozy on that. I'm page. sure there are. I'm sure there are. I think this is also a a recency bias skewed list. Yes, exactly. I'm going to be honest. Recency bias. That's what recency we need to. Bi- we've we never said that. We've never said it. We've never heard it. That is that's basically exactly. what our podcast should be called. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Like so I, glad I could bring that. I love the movie The Dark Knight. Christopher sure. Nolan. Oh love wait. It. I don't think it should be as ranked as high as it is. It's on number the list. fifteen oh, on this list. Yeah. Number fifteen. Uh, Fight Club is number eight, I think. Number eight. Uh, well, but that's your favorite Fincher movie, maybe, right, Sam? Um, favorite Fincher film. I, it's 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 it's, it's it's tough. It's either the Zodiac or Fight Club. Okay. I do love them okay. both so very much. Okay. Yeah, this list I've been obsessed with since '08. Yeah. Was able to trick Keller into being my friend for ten years. Oh man! You know, and go through these one week at a time. And some weeks it's been amazing because it's like I've never seen this movie. Finally, have an excuse to sit down and watch it. What a great experience! And other weeks it's like, how in the fuck did enough people vote for this? Or also, I've seen this movie a billion times, but yeah. now I know way more about it because Sam knew yeah. everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, that's the reason I like Zodiac so much. Um, I really do love historical uh, docudrama mm-hmm. films mm-hmm. Uh, because afterward, you, you see any normal movie, a typical movie, sure. and unless it's based on source material, you see the movie and then you've got to hope for special features, behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. If you want any more, Interviews, when you watch yeah. a historical uh, drama, mm-hmm. you can then you immediately go start researching the real events mm-hmm. and learning more about it and figuring out where they took artistic license and things like that. And, and so... I it, it reinvigorated my curiosity with the Zodiac case. You you know what's interesting is you have not to me come across like a true crime guy. Um yeah, I'm not really. You're not really, but you do come across as like a I do my own research, not in a anti well, hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Not in a, not but like I enjoy Researching stuff. I watch kind a lot of, of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find anything on there. Did you guys know anything. that water isn't even water? It's like a couple different elements combined. <laughs> Taurus. So you're you're two not a them. you are one of them. You are not a I do my own research guy. You are a I enjoy when I am interested in a topic to like learn more about a deep it. dive. Yes, a I enjoy learning guy. more about something, but I am also uh, very aware that I am not an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a detective. Because I have no formal training. Because in, that's uh, part of scenes. it is that, you know, you're not an expert. So you're like, I gotta, I gotta read up on this shit. Like you yeah. won't even take a movie at face value. And sometimes that's how I feel too, is I, I, I will watch a movie and like Sam saying, like there's more to this story or you hope for special features or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's where that comes from. Batman returns 401. I wonder if that movie does have a 401k. <laughs> I hope I hope so. Okay, if if you by would, then people should have. Yeah. 1992. Yeah. If you could indulge me, Sam, if you could Anything. make it to the top 10, I would love to get your take on the top 10. Here's the other thing. You said Indiana Jones 4 should not be in the list. It I agree. Should not be on that. I list. agree. You know why that's on there? I think is just residual love of a franchise. Yeah. Recency bias sure cuz it also came, came out, out that year. It just came out 2008. Yeah. But um some Star Wars prequels are on there. Okay. And I'm like, I think they're on there because of the love for Star Wars. You know, it just spills over into... Okay, well, they got number one right. I'll give them that. There we go. There we go. Can't deny it. That's so do you love all yeah. the President's Men? No. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy all the President's Men. What number is that? I don't know what number it is, but I feel like it it scratches the same itch that Zodiac does. It does Zodiac scratch the does. same itch, mm. but although, much like w- when they were making all the President's Men, they yeah. did not know who they Deep Throat was. They didn't know everything. <gasps> 
you know, we didn't know until the late aughts that it was, it was Mark Hal Felt. Holbrook. Well, it was Hal Holbrook <laughs> the whole time. Um, yeah, no, they didn't know. That's so they, they had to make guesses. And, and, and even then, Woodward and Bernstein told the filmmakers, they were like, we can't tell. There's privileged information that we are oh. we're not going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll give you as much as we can as you can make the movie, but wow. we can't tell you certain things. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, what's your take on this top 10 of these, the greatest films of all time? All right. I, I, time. I mean, I love Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, having it in the top 10, I think, is iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, Pulp Fiction, yes. Mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain, I mean, it's the it's the only musical in the top 10. Yeah. It is. It's a pretty good musical, but I would think West Side Story is better than Singing in the Rain. Ooh. I need to watch West Side Story. If you wanted to slide a musical into the top ten, one of those two, I would think West Side Story. Interesting. Um, You need to rewatch that, Keller? I've never seen West Side Story. You've never seen West Side Story? Oh, I only saw it once, and I enjoyed it, but I also need to rewatch it. I love Singing in the Rain, though, so I don't know how the uh, bias will work on that. Apocalypse Now. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that movie has a, a fan base. And, and it's hard mm. to deny. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, uh, especially pe- people who've uh, been in war, mm-hmm. people who are, you know, military families, I, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. it is it is a look at how it can destroy your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- I've never connected personally with that movie the way mm-hmm. others do. So mm-hmm. for me personally, I wouldn't have it in the top ten. Yeah, so. Franny Copes has got two movies in this top yeah. ten. Yeah, I, I would frankly have, if they wanted to do that, I would have just assumed they put Godfather Part Two in there. Mm. Um, or, you know, what was that other Francis Ford Coppola movie that's terrifying? Jack! That's it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that should be <laughs> definitely up there. Actually, it doesn't that. even make it on the 500. Wow! Believe crazy. it or not. Isn't that it's, crazy to hear? It should be in the scariest movies of all time because Bill Cosby's in it. Now, look, number Sc- six oh is Goodfellas. They double down, don't they, on that? <laughs> and uh, that is, is Jack the opposite of Curious Case of Benjamin Button? Is that, a, is that the opposite <laughs> double feature? It, it is. It is the opposite of Benji Buttons. <laughs> That's so sad. Both um, of them. Benji Buttons. Uh, number six, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yes. Yeah, I sign right? off on that. It's pro- We just watched for the, for the first time, I for the first time, Keller, you for the first time, Mean Streets. Oh, yes. We'd oh. never seen it. Scorsese's mm-hmm. like third movie, but really yeah. first major. Yeah, first. That's the first Scorsese you know, movie. That's a Scorsese, Scorsese movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watching that, I was like, this is wonderful. I don't think I need to see it again, but I can mm-hmm. see how this, this was a proto Goodfellas and proto yeah. Casino and, pro, you know, everything else. All of that he, just got better. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It, it made me, yeah. Yeah. Not that, not that, uh, yeah, exactly. It made me appreciate It's like that if you watch Har- uh, Hard Eight. Which, it, 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 this is so, I'm such a weird guy. Mm-hmm. Once I know the backstory of a movie, I don't want to call Hard Eight Hard Eight. I want to call it Sydney, oh. which was, which was the original originally. title of the movie. Oh. And the studio took it away from PTA and they renamed it and they recut oh. it. Because so, he wrote it for Philip Baker Hall, didn't yes, he? Yes, wrote yeah. it for Philip Baker Hall. Yeah. Um, like, I'm the same way with the movie uh, Hell Dorado, which everyone else calls The Rundown. <laughs> the, the and studio it was also made be called Welcome to the Jungle Peter at one Berg. point, too. Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle with The Rock and Sean William Scott. You've got fun. Hell Dorado's pretty Hell good. Hell Dorado was the name of the I rundown. Like it. pretty generic. Yeah, it could yeah. be anything. The yeah. rundown um, to Hell Dorado. Come on. Just uh, yeah. But, uh, throw a couple things together. <laughs> but yeah, you watch Hard Eight, yeah. and, and even though it's not his ideal version of that movie, you can see that and go, oh, well, now I see some yeah. elements of Boogie Nights. Yeah. And oh, Dolly Shot's like crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, even Goodfellas then. is, you know, probably the best modern mafia film. Yeah. Um, Jaws number five, of course. I mean, it's yeah. the first blockbuster. 
It's a it's a, it is a damn near perfect film. Is it uh, Spielberg's best movie ever? Ooh, now that is a conversation for an entirely different podcast. Mm. Well, that is Ooh. our sub podcast. Yeah, uh, that starts right now. Yeah, okay. what's Spielberg's best movie ever? I say Jurassic Park. It's Sam. <laughs> it, look, it's it's either Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, or mm-hmm. The Terminal. <laughs> or the terminal. You, you make it in fun. There. I enjoy the terminal. I need to rewatch it. I don't know if I liked it because I was just like, Tom Hanks is great. Mm-hmm. Everybody in it is great. Yeah. Right. Everybody in it it's is a great. It's, sleeper it's, it's 1941. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the best oh, movie. yeah. 1941. Yeah. It's and Ready Player One. Empire Ready. of the Sun is for real my favorite movie. That is Keller's favorite movie of all time. Okay. I do love that Empire movie. of the Sun. Now, that's fine. Like, I, could, I will never criticize or could never criticize mm-hmm. anyone who says... X is my favorite movie yeah. because that's a total matter of personal mm-hmm. taste. Mm-hmm. Now, if you said, I think Empire of the Sun is the best movie ever made, right. I would smack you in the face. <laughs> best of all time. Wow. And I'm not a violent it. person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's indisputable. Empire got it right. They're talking about the 500, the greatest movies of all time, not yeah. our 500 favorite movies. Sure, but here's the thing. But that yeah. is the way people made that list. That's the way people... Mm. So like... Go through the rest of the list because I think it's also kind of it's tough to I can understand number four no 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 the rest of the top ten oh. after five you jaws you've got number four Shawshank Shawshank it's awesome yeah and yet it's like I don't know I just think it's it's I think Shawshank Redemption is a movie that most people fell in love with when they saw it on cable because sure. it just sucks you in yeah and it's this amazing amazing film and I but the the funny thing is is I never think about it unless I'm thinking about um catching something on cable mm. does that make sense it's almost like avatar anymore uh, yeah we don't have cable anymore avatar became the highest grossing movie of all time but yep. nobody ever talked about avatar after it came out kind sure. of a thing yeah well but, it wasn't on cable much actually that's yeah. not true it was, it <laughs> was. um fx well that's a whole that's a whole yeah uh, a different thing i it mean is. look shawshank and pulp fiction both cracked the top 10 mm-hmm. and they were both nominated for best picture against each other they're really? both 1994. Would you like wow. to know the other nominees for yes, Best Picture please. that year? Forrest Gump? That is, well, that's what won. Wow. So you got three now. I'm already wow. pissed. The fourth one is <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies, Quiz Show. Oh, oh Quiz Show, Directed yeah. by Robert Redford. And would you like to know the fifth film nominated for Best Picture? The Lion King? Yeah. I want to reiterate this list. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. The Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Quiz Show. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Okay. And for some fucking reason. <laughs> Here it is. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Ooh. Sit down. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. That's the Whoa. funeral at that. Wait, four weddings. Is that, that a is British? A Sesame Street. Which one of these doesn't belong? Kind of. I think deals. the well. It's pretty funny. It's that a It's called funny four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Delightful. And that there's four movies <laughs> that are know. good, and it's a. Yeah. And then I hey, it's not a bad Wait, movie. Wait, that's a fun factoid. That's uh, a that's a British yeah. film, right? It is British film. And then they remade it later. Uh, with, no, you're thinking. What of, am I thinking of? Uh, um, death at a funeral. Death at a funeral. Peter Dinklage was in both. Yes. The, the British film and then the American remake. Yep. Yes. Really interesting. All right. What's your take on, and then also in the top 10, The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark? I mean, look. It's pop I, culture behemoths. They, they are. They're, 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 those were movies that defined generations. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think of the OG trilogy, uh, Empire is pretty much everyone's yeah. favorite. Yeah. Uh, and Raiders... I mean, look, yeah. I, I love that people love Raiders. It's a, ter- a terrifically fun movie. Yeah. But I'm a Last Crusade guy. Mm. Oh, shit. Sala. Well, contention. Brody. And, of course, Sean Connery as mm-hmm. the dad. Don't forget Ilsa. Elsa. Who played Elsa. her? Oh, I don't know 
Oh, oh it's a, but she, it's <laughs> I knew it once. There was a time I knew yeah, that actress's name. Exactly. Um, that's right. Um, yeah, Last Crusade's fantastic. Are you excited about the new one? Uh, sure. Okay. I, I my hope is that they learn something from Crystal Skull and yeah. they won't repeat the mistake. Yeah, they gotta right. Do Don't you, nuke the fridge. Do you have an Indiana Jones wish that you think that you hope happens in the next movie? I hope. Yeah. That, and this this has happened to me at least once in my life, mm-hmm. where I have shot scenes for a movie <laughs> that I don't remember shooting, <laughs> and then I'm watching the movie, and then there I am. Oh you you I hope go, you're in it, and I go, why don't I remember this? This is weird. Uh, and I hope that that's what happens. You hope that new. you're in Indiana Jones And I 5. just don't remember shooting That would it. definitely happen. You would definitely forget yeah. that you shot Indiana Jones. <laughs> Look, I... Of anything? True story. Oh my I gosh, that's a, Harrison Ford. I was in a bad car accident <laughs> when I was races. 18 years old. And I lost oh no. days of memories. Really? Really. Oh. Yes, has it, had has a, it affected... Had a very bad concussion. I woke up in the hospital. I didn't know how I got there. Uh, it was a real, it was a real nightmare too, because uh, this happened in New Jersey. I, I had already moved to California. I was living here, and then my family came to visit me. Uh-huh. My brother, my two parents, and we were here for like two days. And then I actually booked work that I had to go to the East Coast to shoot. Mm-hmm. But my folks, they came to LA for like two weeks of vacation, and I didn't want them to change that. Yeah. So we had like two days together in LA. And then I flew to the East Coast, and then the second day I was there, I got into this car accident, and I woke up in the hospital, Jesus. and they were like, where are you? And I was like, uh, I'm like not sure, hospital. LA? Yeah. And they were like, no, you're in New Jersey. And I was like, okay, I'm mean, clearly in a hospital. Where is my family if I'm in a hospital in New Jersey? They're in LA. They're in LA. Like, I was like, what's wait, happening? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no. And so it is entirely possible that I have suffered. <laughs> okay. A head injury, and uh-huh. I simply don't remember shooting scenes for the new Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones movie. Man. In which Harrison Ford Every says, single movie I ever see advertised, I'm be like, Sam might be in I might movie. be in it. <laughs> he might have just forgotten to tell us, because he yeah. didn't know. <laughs> That's the only reason I go to the movies. I hope you're in Dune, dude. I got tickets for Sunday. I hope you're in it. I saw it. Yeah. They cut all my stuff out. Oh, no. Damn it. At least I assume that's what happened. I hope the scene is Harrison Ford being like, you're the next Indiana Jones They're saving kid. it for yeah. part Yeah, and he just puts the hat on, on me. On you. And I'm like, son yeah. of a bitch, I did it! Oh, you know what? Yeah, your scenes in Dune are going to be in Dune Part They'll 2. They'll be in Part 2. Mm-hmm. Dune Part 2. Mm-hmm. I forgot. You're the back half of the book for that one. Um, but the, the, the way that they made this list, Sam, mm-hmm. is I think it's both. I think it's a combination of people thinking about the greatest movies of all time and their pop culture impact and movies that we believe are objectively good, even though that's impossible, but just like high quality, high caliber stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's just 10,000 readers and a bunch of professionals writing in their top 10. Oh, and so So they did it. That's it. That's it. That's well, it. Well, that's it. Okay, that's, so, so then these, whoever wrote Cream yeah. and the Crystal Skull, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just walk into the ocean. We don't you, need I you I bet on this it was list. Mike Lee or yeah. Hans Zimmer. They probably both <laughs> he fucking probably, loved yeah, that Whoever shit. did the score for it was, it like, was well, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is pretty exactly. good. It was John def- Williams. <laughs> it was definitely a person who was doing number one, Raiders. Number two, I got to put Temple of Doom. Number three, yeah. Last Crusade. And then they yeah. went number four. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> and then yeah. the rest is Star Wars. And then <laughs> Somebody here has the year of living dangerously, Ooh. which as a kid, I always used to confuse with Johnny Dangerously. Mm. Same movie, essentially. It is the same They ripped each other off. <laughs> movie. <laughs> for sure. Nailed it. <laughs> um, Sam, how many times have you seen Zodiac? Um, including sense. today, yeah. we are well into the 30 plus. 30 plus. Hell yeah. Was there anything, 
And I know that you're you're coming over. It's a Saturday midday, right? Mm-hmm. Morning into midday, so it's not I- ideal conditions. We had waffles. We had delicious <laughs> we had waffles. waffles. Pretty good. Yeah, um, uh, we were chatting throughout the movie and talking to our, each other and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and we weren't like sitting down and actively, actively, actively watching it. But was there anything new that you picked up on this rewatch? Was there anything that you were like, huh? Oh yeah, this. Um, I don't. Think so? I mean, I haven't watched it in at at least a year or two. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I mean, you know, when you've seen a movie that many times, and and I really watch it when Mm -hmm. it's on, Mm -hmm. like I I can't take my eyes off of it. Mm -hmm. So I've I feel like I've caught just about everything. Um, You know, I mean, I I I noticed a few new you know movements or Mm. weird things like that, but Mm. nothing that that dramatically changed the way I. What's your What's your favorite thing about the movie? If you could, if you could pick one thing about the movie, either an actor, a writing choice, a Here, scene. Here's my a, favorite thing about the movie. Yeah. It is from a storytelling perspective. Um, I think the hardest thing to do to tell a story like this that you know as a director going in is not going to have a traditionally mm-hmm. satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a murder mystery that at the end of the movie we have a pretty good idea mm-hmm. but we don't have confirmation and you're going to sit here for two hours 37 minutes right mm-hmm. and not know what happened and not know what happened but you're going to watch it and you're going to learn about it and you're going to learn how in real life when detectives are dealing with something like this mm-hmm. it's rarely that open and shut it's rarely that easy and there are dozens of suspects mm-hmm. and the, the movie spends the, the first part of the movie is, you know, we don't know who we're looking for. The second part of the movie is, ooh, we think it's this guy, Arthur Lee Allen. And then there is a, a, a period, an act of the movie where it kind of opens up a little and, oh, is it Rick Marshall? C- could it be another person? Could it be? Well, hell, there's so much weird, yeah. you know, circumstantial evidence, but it it's, it doesn't look good for this yeah. person. Yeah. Well, you know, m- maybe it is this person. M- maybe I was wrong. Maybe. And so... My favorite thing about it is after the movie is is over, you are going to be thinking about that movie. Yeah. You are going to be thinking about what you saw, what you learned, how you learned it, how complicated it is to distill something like that, a story that takes place over decades Yeah, into a two hour and 37 minute. And does it really well. Yeah. I forgot that we also have another piece of this intro we got to do. (laughs) So sorry. I just was so excited to talk about this thing. You're going to edit this in later or is it just going to live here? It's just going to live there. It's going to be right there. Um, People are listening. This podcast has never been edited. Yeah. People people are listening to this are upset with Keller and I that um, we got you to, to deliver this great summation of the movie. Yeah. And then I interrupted you and was like, okay, that's great, that's great, that's great. We have to do this dumb bit now. No, so go ahead, do we your bit. Do, we do your bit. Do, uh, in Empire Magazine, they have a blurb for each of these movies. Keller is going to hand this off to our resident British person, our announcer, Sir Giles. Sir oh. Giles is going to read this for us to get us into the headspace. It's a British movie magazine. Sure. we got to get into it. So, Sir Giles, whenever you're ready, tell us what movie we have already begun talking about today. Go. 376, mm. Zodiac. 2007, director David Fincher. How do you turn the serial hyphen killer thriller on its head? Never catch the killer. (laughs) Fincher's true hyphen life tale is not about grabbing the bad guy. It's about the nature of obsession. 
excellently said. Sir Jones, wow. what part of the UK are you from? Uh, all over. Oh. You know. Real uh, little north, military little brat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. Churchill, that's my dad. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He's old. Real piece of shit. Giles <laughs> is real old. How about that? Thank you very much, Sir Giles. We really appreciate it. You can head back to our uh, attic. Okay. You know, let me tell you another fun uh, mm-hmm. reason why I like Zodiac so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is true. Now, for anyone listening to this who knows me from the movie trivia Schmodown. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, oh, you're in that? Mm-hmm. My, uh, my, my soon-to-be uh, wife, uh, the wonderful Rachel Cushing. She's from that. Um, she did that. She did that. Mm-hmm. She did the Schmodown. She did that. She crushed the Schmodown. Mm-hmm. She is the crusher. Um, the, the first match uh, I ever played against her was a teams match. And um, uh, they to stay in the game, I think, she and her opponent, uh, the great Ken Napsok, <laughs> They had to answer the question, uh, name the movie from the tagline. Oh, oh. And the tagline was, it was like this, uh, 2000s uh, crime thriller. There's more than one way to lose your life to a killer. And like, obviously it makes sense. Now we're talking about Zodiac, but out of context. Yeah. That is a really hard one to figure out. And like, they were about to lose. And at the last second, she was like, oh, oh, Zodiac. And I was like. Damn, girl, I'm I will marry you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, your eyes turned into hearts. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it's also, you know, is that just because David Fincher is such a great director and the team working on this movie was so talented that, like, even at the marketing level, they kind of knew how to market this? Which, to me, this movie does not seem like it would be easy to figure out how to market. Very hard to market. So that's just a great line. There's more than one way to lose your life to a killer. That really sums up what Empire Magazine said, what Sir Giles read, and what you're talking about where mm-hmm. where it's um it's still so compelling, but it's not a we got him. Happy ending. Right. Done. Right. Awesome. Sad. It's sad. This movie's fucking sad. Okay, wait, I want to tell you um <laughs> the best scene in the movie yes. and a little inside scoop on it. The stabby Ooh, parts. Excellent. Not the stabby okay. parts. Okay. Those are hard to watch because okay. they're so real. Oh, um, let me set this up. You said we're watching the movie. Yep. You're like, this is my favorite scene, and I'll tell you why. Actually, I'm going to save it for the podcast. You yep. you talk to John Carroll Lynch, yes, who plays the movie's take on probably the Zodiac Killer. Right, Arthur Lee film. Allen. Arthur yes. Lee Allen, L-E-I-G-H mm-hmm. Lee, but his nickname was Lee. Yes. Um, and there's the scene where they go to his factory. Yes. After, after they learn he's ambidextrous. He's this, he's that, he has a Zodiac watch. Well, they didn't learn about the watch. They, they, they learned about the watch at the meeting. At the meeting. Right. They uh, just, but, they, but they knew that a Zodiac brand watch was a thing. Um, so they were kind of on the lookout for it, or no? I don't uh, think so. I think, I think they, they might have known. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's revealed earlier than that that um, uh, uh, Graysmith learned about Zodiac, the watch, and the uh, logo oh, okay. of the watch. The logo, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The, the the great John Carroll Lynch Amazing. and I were on a television program together uh, back in 2012, 2012-13 uh, called Do No Harm, mm-hmm. which I have always referred to as Dr. Facehands, <laughs> because uh, the great uh, comedian Paul F. Tompkins called it that. And he's right. The key art for that show was our very handsome leading man, uh, Stephen Pasquale, covering his handsome face. With his own hands, <laughs> and then and then like a, it was a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde thing. It's like the creepy version of his face is on his hands and his knuckles. You can't yeah. see it, so it looks like a doctor, 
Space hands. Too scary. <laughs> Very scary. Uh, but anyway, John uh, Lynch was on the show, and I was on the show, and so I got to spend a lot of time with him. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. I've been a big fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the first time we like shared lunch together on set, I said, okay, we got to talk about Zodiac. Mm. Yeah. And so he told me that that scene, the scene where we first see his character for that interview, uh, that was an all day shoot there was nothing else on the schedule that day just that scene that is the kind of director fincher is Mm -hmm. he will spend all day on one scene he'll do 30 40 takes we get it right or we didn't get it important scene too so yes Yes. pivotal so they show up in the morning and you know everyone's off book they know what they're doing but fincher says to john carroll lynch um okay arthur lee allen did it like I know everything and he is guilty as sin and you know that you're guilty you know that they've got you yeah but you still think you're smarter than them so I need to see and feel all of that and so they shot all of that scene with him knowing I'm the Zodiac they've got me but I'm still smarter than them Mm -hmm. and then they break for lunch and they come back for lunch and you know where I'm going with the story he says I was wrong uh, Arthur Lee Allen is innocent, and you oh, did not do this. Fuck. You, they have the wrong man, and you know you're innocent. You're still an asshole, but you didn't kill anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you are horrified that they think you did. Mm-hmm. So everything we did this morning, forget that. You're horrified. You can't believe oh they think God. of the Zodiac. I love this approach. And they just reshot everything again, basically. Yeah. And so when he went to edit the movie... Both. Half of what you're seeing oh is my Arthur Lee Allen knowing he did it, subtext, and the subtext on the other half is, the amount ah, of if I were the Zodiac, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah. Wow. So that's how he edited you that know, together to be I, perfect. I'm not trying to just kiss David Fincher's ass. Lord knows he doesn't need me to kiss his ass. And I'm not trying to just like to to reinforce that. Yeah. But I swear to God, I honestly feel like that scene is so great because you don't know. Yeah. Because you really don't know. Yeah. You 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 feel that, and I and it's it it's so uncomfortable anytime John Carroll Lynch is in the film. Uh-huh. Right. It's he's just it's creepy and it's uncomfortable and it's um and it's uncomfortable because there's a sense of unknowing. Yes. You know. Yeah. Like when he says, Ugh. you know, the, the, I had that 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 blood in my truck that was from chickens. Yeah, chicken That's what I those killed. bloody knives were. I killed for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what? and I'm I'm sitting there watching, going, oh my god, was this before lunch or after lunch? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Now that I know what I know, I don't know. I would love to, if, man, either he or anybody else in that scene, Ruffalo, even Fincher himself, if he, if there could be some kind of a commentary track over just that scene mm-hmm. where somebody could go, this was before lunch. Yeah. This was after, this was after, after, before. That'd <laughs> be so interesting. That'd be great. Man, that's a wonderful moment. Um, Just make the oral history of that yeah. scene, I guess. And for what it's worth, yeah. I asked John, Mm-hmm. what he thought about Arthur Lee Allen yeah. in the Zodiac case. Yeah. And it, it was John's contention that uh, Lee Allen was not the Zodiac. Really? Yeah. Did he, he believed that he was, you know, n- not a good person. Yes. Yes. He was a convicted <laughs> child molester. <laughs> a creep. Uh, but he thought that yeah. the, 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 that the authorities took the circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. and put it all together mm-hmm. and ignored all of the other evidence that didn't line up with it. Wow. And they just cherry picked, and because they needed a suspect. How Damn. 
how much of a of an expert did each one of those actors who worked on this movie become? Did John Carroll Lynch read both of those Zodiac books? Uh, I believe they, that he did. Yeah. And he talked to Fincher extensively about it. Really? really? I mean, you know, he's the prime suspect in yeah. the movie, so yeah. he needed to nail that performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also probably know his shit. Yeah. Just in case anybody ever, you know, came up to him and was like, like, you did it, or his character, this, this guy did it. John Carroll Lynch could, could, I don't know, I guess he could just have his own opinion yeah. on it and his own yeah. take on it and stuff um we usually ask the guest first what their overall thoughts on the movie was okay i feel like you've pretty much done that already yeah i love this movie yeah it's pretty clear keller i also love this movie yeah yeah you own the director's cut blu-ray yes we just that's saw a recent it. purchase recent purchase we saw i've been on, looking for it we saw it on criterion yes channel i own it digitally uh, we should get you the Criterion Blu-ray. I don't know the di- difference between the director's cut and the regular cut. It's like five minutes. It's mm. a little bit, yeah. There, some of the scenes going a little longer. Stats here. Yeah, there's a scene where John Carroll Lynch turns to the camera and goes, "Not me." And then, yep, coulda. That's oh. it. But coulda. I didn't. Yeah, stab ears. Maybe longer. I did. Put it in. What else are your uh, are your What's your overall take on the? Is it your favorite David Fincher film? Yeah. Why? Uh, a lot of because I love a movie that's just typewriters and reporters and <laughs> nice uh getting to the bottom of it yeah can we just talk for a minute i mean i, I said this before but it's beautifully shot yes like you really feel like you're watching 1970s san francisco mm-hmm. the digital uh yeah, stuff that, that they did great. that stuff's great in the movie is flawless mm-hmm. yeah. it's a good period piece it's a very good period piece and you also talked about how you like to put it on in the background and Sam you were saying you've seen it 30 sometimes yep. you've seen it actively you also have seen it passively just I've seen kind, it passively you know, put at it, least at least five to ten times put it on in the background like if I can't sleep I'll put on Zodiac what sometimes yeah why I don't know yeah I'll for fast me? forward to the stabby parts. okay okay, okay for okay. me that's Requiem for a Dream I can't <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, just like, like the last ten minutes I wish I yeah. could Requiem for a Dream right now <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll put that movie on yeah it's a it's funny because it's a horrific events that happen in the movie horrific Mm -hmm. but i can watch this movie over and over and over again yes even the stabby part even even the really sad stuff because of the way that the whole thing's put together requiem for a dream as great as a film as that is i really don't ever want to see it again it hurts it's it's, it hurts to watch that movie especially when you where you now you know where it's going yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's uh yeah, um, Old Boy is another movie that I think oh, is yeah. an incredible, incredible We're talking film. about the real Old Boy, right? Yeah, the real Thank one. Thank you. The, not the I've Pinocchio. I've only seen the fake one. The real Old Boy. Mm-hmm. You've only seen the... No, you haven't. You've, I've only really? seen the fake what? one. Yeah. Dude. Whoa. I didn't know. I was young and impressionable, <laughs> and then someone was like, gotta watch Old Boy. And I was like, well, okay. look, Old Were you Boy's born in the Netflix. 90s? 1990. <laughs> yep. Cut off. Yeah, that's what why I was you? like... 1987. Okay, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Robocop. Gotta... Sorry. Robocop, that's right. Princess Bride, that's me. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's before your time. It's before your time. Um, yeah, what were we just talking about? Anyway, <laughs> I can rewatch Zodiac again and again. And uh, Five stars. The or- yeah, give it five stars. The original old boy, well-made movie, as great as it is, I don't ever want to watch it again. It is just so fucking dark. Yeah, it's you know, upsetting. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. And moments in Zodiac are so upsetting. And yet, um, the rest of it is just so compelling. It compels me. It compels me. Uh, might be my favorite David Fincher movie. I need to rewatch Social Network. 
I need and to rewatch the game. Benjamin Button because you got it at yeah. number three in your rank. I need to rewatch uh, Benjamin Button. I like some of the Benji Buttons. I like some butts. of the, uh, some of the romance of Benji Butts. I need to give it another shot. Um, it's based on a book. Yeah. So F. Scott. Yeah. Actually, I think it's a short story, but yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only other one. When someone says, uh, you know, uh, books by F. Scott Fitzgerald adapted, yeah, uh, there's the two. Great and Gatsby. most people just know Gatsby. Yeah. Like, they don't realize that that's a short story. Fine. What's your, other than, um, you said you love Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the rest of David Fincher's work, are you a big fan? Are you kind of like... I am a big fan. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is about him and his work that uh, that is so good? I think... Um, he is a, I, for me, for, for why it, 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 it speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I like his style of filmmaking. I mm-hmm. like his color schemes. I like his, always his shots, his camera shots. Um, uh, I, I like the way he paces his storytelling. But in the case of Benjamin Button, in that curious case, it's just the story that doesn't do it for you. Cause it's not cause, that it doesn't do it. It's, okay. it's, it's. it's it's different to me than mm. the other f- films. Yeah, it feels. It almost feels like David Fincher trying to do Steven Spielberg a little bit. It almost mm. feels like I'm like, why are you doing magic, bro? What's yeah. it, where's this coming from? Like the you the know? films of Fincher that I love involve crime. Mm-hmm. Yep, they involve uh, punishment, you know, uh, unlikable characters, murder, blood, mm-hmm. stabby times. Yeah, stabby times. There's not Numbers. enough stabbing in yeah. Benji Buttons. Clubs. I throw more stabbies. And honestly, maybe that movie, and this is, I hate that I'm going to say this sentence. I had just finished shooting a movie with Brad Pitt. (laughs) Like, like, we, not again, this guy. Just wrapped (laughs) on Inglorious Bastards. Like a ugly little wrinkly baby. (laughs) Also, here's my biggest problem with Benji Buttons, and this is, it sounds like a joke. It is not a joke. Okay. Benji Buttons was born Mm -hmm. a baby sized old man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Benji Buttons should have died. An old man-sized baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bones <laughs> don't get smaller. <laughs> right. It's I so mean, true. you shrink a little when you get older. You're not yeah. your bones, but not though, right? All, no, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you lose yeah. bone density, but Some not to the point where you become a baby. Again. I know. Yeah, he should have died a hunched-over old man-sized infant. Infant. My bones My are God. shrinking. Can you, yeah. can you imagine? Yes. Yeah, I can. That I can. Have been a better movie, and it would have been a better. He, that's he owed that to us. That's true, but it's it's this romantic thing of like the metaphor of, you know, you're with the love of your life, and they take care of you until you die, and yeah. so he couldn't have. She couldn't have hidden the fact that it was a, a baby and kind of a like you know toddler the yeah. way that we, maybe, deteriorate into toddler. Tight. Well, then they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> yep. If you can't do it right, <laughs> don't do it at all. Exactly. Francie Ford Copey did it right with Jack. Okay. That's right. Thank he died you. a teenager sized old man. Yep. Yeah. At the end of that movie. That's true. He did. Yeah. And we As, don't see him die, but he's not yeah. far off. Yeah. Graduating from high school. Yeah. Love it. Love that movie. Love it. Great film. Another Best five out of five stars. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know what else we can say about Zodiac. I, I do want to make sure that, Sam, that you have said everything that you would want to have said. You gave us so much great little, like, factoids during mm. the movie as we were and watching. regular facts. Yeah. <laughs> and also regular facts. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Normal facts. It was really fun to watch with you. Oh, thanks, man. In the middle of the day. Yeah. I, I, of course, I always prefer to watch Zodiac at night. All the lights turned out. Yeah. Everything's good. But... Watching it with you was pretty awesome. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. A, that is high praise and a very nice compliment. Yeah. Thank you. I Absolutely. appreciate that. Um, yeah, the last thing I'll, I'll say is uh, I pointed this out at the beginning of the movie, uh, Hurdy Gurdy Man by mm-hmm. Donovan. Mm-hmm. 
uh, is both part of the opening of the film and it is the closing credit song. And uh, Donovan has a daughter. Her name is Iona Sky. She's an actress, and she appears in Zodiac, unbilled, mm. uncredited. Whereas and she is the lady who uh, he makes her car break down, and then says, Picks "I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw your baby from the car before I kill you." And then that, that was a real life baby? thing. Yeah, it was. That, that did happen. But I mean, we. I. I'm glad that we sort of made a conscious choice to talk about the movie here and not. The Zodiac Killer. Sure, sure, sure. But it is my contention, after everything that I've read, it is my opinion that um, there were many people committing crimes and saying they were the Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're, of course, the actual Zodiac, the one person who did it, committed several murders. Mm-hmm. But I would think, if you were the kind of person who, like, had a bone to pick with mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. in 1970 San Francisco do or the it. surrounding areas. And people yeah, are like, just it's say just, you're the Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Just put on a, a mask, put on a thing, kill someone, make it look like the Zodiac Random. killings that you've been reading yeah, about in the paper, yeah. and you could get away with that murder. How fucked up is that? Right? So I think that might have been what happened a lot. I And you, you yeah. kind of convinced me today, too, because I didn't really have a strong take on it one way or the other i haven't done reading i've just seen this movie a bunch of times and so just like the movie i was like oh john carol it's john carol it, so. he did it actor john carol lynch yep. is the zodiac killer <laughs> but after watching the movie and hearing you talk about that other evidence that didn't link lee right with the murders right the dna evidence of the, the dna of the of the of envelope the saliva yep. envelope which is so interesting to me i think i'm in agreement with you i think there were multiple killings that happened yeah. and all labeled as Zodiac, or or took credit as Zodiac, or the Zodiac right. took credit for them. And yes, because they yeah. were printing a lot of details in the paper, yep. and, and then people were writing letters and taking credit. It was and me, yeah. even among all the Zodiac letters, the handwriting doesn't match. So there were other people presumably writing yeah. in to uh, the Chronicle, the Examiner, and mm-hmm. claiming to be the Zodiac, mm-hmm. uh, but. Who, who's to say? And what a um, nightmare. yeah, the, the 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 big the you know one of the denouement in the in the movie is when uh, 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 Graysmith realizes that uh, Arthur Lee Allen, the, the phone call to Melvin Belli's residence mm-hmm. in late December mm-hmm. of 1969, mm-hmm. where the supposed Zodiac said, "I have to kill. It's my birthday." And this was to the Brian Cox character who played an actor, right? Oh, you know. a lawyer. I think. Yeah. Was, was, um, yeah, sometimes actor. Sometimes actor. Yeah. His, lawyer. his money came from law. Yeah, yeah. I want to get it right. Semi-famous. Don't guy. defame the actors. Okay. Okay. Um, and so the the problem there is it. It became known, it was known at the time, and then it really became known after the fact that the person making those phone calls to Melvin Belli, mm-hmm. both on at his home and on the radio, or on the, on the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, that was a man named Eric Weil who was calling from an insane asylum. Yep. And you were frustrated that they even put that stuff in the movie to kind of blur everything together, and it's like it shouldn't have been in there, or they should have clarified. They should have clarified. I yeah. mean, they do clarify, oh, we traced that call, it came from an asylum. But then they lean on the but then phone they call. Lean on later. that phone call yeah. that that the the housekeeper says. Oh no, I spoke to him. He said he had to kill because it was his birthday, yeah. and this would have been right around Christmas. And there's a police report that I've seen with my own eyes that kind of disputes that. Yep. Uh, based January. on the interview, it was yeah. January of Not 1970. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that the, the phone call came in a different time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that 
you know, she she spoke to someone claiming to be the Zodiac. We know who the person obsessed with Melvin Belli was, mm-hmm. and it was a fraud, a phony, a guy pretending to be Zodiac, mm-hmm. um, who who sounded nothing like Zodiac when they listened when survivors of of his attacks mm-hmm. listened to this guy's voice. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's again you cherry pick. Sure. When you're putting together a, a movie like this, a book like this. And I also think that even the cherry picking and even the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal's character may or may not have been right, but mm-hmm. he was, the, I think what we're kind of saying is like he was probably wrong about the John Carroll Lynch character mm-hmm. because of that DNA physical evidence that didn't line up with the saliva. It still all adds to the entirety story of the Zodiac, which is the media took it and ran with it. It was sensationalized. Yeah. Cop departments weren't communicating with one another. No, this no. was such a specific time in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. It gripped the nation in fear. It led to copycat killers. It's unsolved, but kind of solved, but open yeah. case, but shut case, but... This stuff that's still happening to this day, they think they just found the guy, maybe he died in 2018. Turns no. out the FBI's not on board with that. And yeah, the FBI shot that. It was, it was a cold case cold group. Cold case group. And who, you who said, Sam, you believe it will never be truly convincingly solved no, because it's just... Right, because at this point, no one's going to be able to produce evidence. Right. So at this point, it's really just about testimony mm-hmm. and, and a lot of hearsay. And like with uh, Dan Cooper, D.B. Cooper, mm-hmm. at to date, like 25 different dudes on their deathbed yeah. have confessed to being D.B. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. So I think for a while, we're going to have a lot of people confess on their deathbeds that they were the Zodiac killer. Yeah. We're going to have decades from now, uh, people on their deathbed saying, my dad told me he was the Zodiac killer and I, I've kept that secret my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the reality is that we all know the truth. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> yes. That's conclusive evidence here on this podcast. We got to the bottom of it. Um, we got him. Sam, before we go, yeah. real quick, we would love to... Book him. To, um, it's just, I could keep talking to you about this for, for a long fucking time because it is so interesting and so sad. So you took a look at this list. We've had all of our previous guests mm-hmm. contribute any movie in the world, even maybe the movie that we just watched with yep. them. Yep. As long as... You think this is a movie, your pick right now, that you believe deserves to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Yep. More so than the movie we're watching next week, Four Weddings and a Funeral. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's on that list. Oh, my God. I'll be shocked if that movie is on that list. Oh, my God. It's right there. Is it? It's it's right after. We're literally doing it it. next week. Literally doing it next week. Really? Yeah. Wow. You want to come back? No. no. You guys are in for a treat. It's a perfectly fine film. Wow. But you can't say it in the same breath as those other four. 1994. Or Zodiac. Year. What a year for film. No. Don't worry. It's actually one better than Zodiac. Yeah. According to... That means enough people had this on their list of top 10 movies, but not Zodiac. So that it's not It is nonsense. Straight nonsense. What movie would you pick, Sam? Any movie in the world? Uh, there is a movie from <gasps> the late aughts. Mm. That is, but it is nothing like short of, of brilliant. What I love is a well-written movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because it's one thing to r- write a movie well, but then for the movie to be well-written enough that after it is directed and produced and edited, mm-hmm. that all of the wonders of that script are still evident. That's a good point. On the screen. That's a very good point. So uh, to this end, the director of the film is also the writer of the film. So he had an unfair advantage. Mm. Uh, But that man is Tony Gilroy, and the film is 2007's Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton? Mikey Clayton. I got to be honest. This is a surprising pick. Yeah. 
I, it's getting a lot of love recently. Is it really? There's a funny meme. There's a, a little a fake sign, you know, the that that's like a spoof of the signs you see on like people's lawns. You know, in this house, we believe that yeah, yeah, yeah. love is blind, and you know. Black Lives Matter and on all the important social issues of the day. Sure. There's one for Michael Clayton. But it is a riff on that sign <laughs> that it talks about the movie Michael Clayton. In, in this house, we believe Michael Clayton's a good film, that kind of a thing. It is, one of, is one, sure. of one of the most criminally underrated films mm-hmm. uh, of the 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. could sum up why you feel that way, you you kind of talked about the script, and in this case, also being the, the screenwriter, director being the same person, yes. but like... Is it just the fact that the script is so good remained intact on the... What is it about that script? That's I'll so tell good? you what it is about the script. So one of my biggest issues with writing, mm-hmm. with uh, storytelling features um, and television, is it, when you introduce your characters to us and we take the time to get to know these characters. So in the movie Groundhog Day, sure. use as an example, we understand what makes Phil Connors the dick that he is he's he's got a big head Mm -hmm. he's the most important person in the world Mm -hmm. everything is about him he should be getting more than he's got and we watch that character who we immediately identify as that character we watch the change yes in him and at the end of the movie the different person that phil connors is at the end of the movie makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. we went on the journey with him he was true to his character the whole way when his character changes we as the audience fully understand why so we buy that change at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. when a character just changes to suit the story because Mm -hmm. well we gotta close it up somehow Mm -hmm. yeah when it is inauthentic when it is an unearned character change Mm -hmm. That pisses me off to no end. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Clayton doesn't necessarily have giant character changes, but all of the characters in the movie are authentic to those characters. No one Love does that. something Love that. so supremely out of character yeah, that, mm-hmm. it's like that I'm sitting there going, yeah. well, why the hell would he do that or say that? Yep. It seems like the only reason he did or said that is to further the story for where it's going in the third act. And yep. that's bullshit. It's unearned. Um, in that movie, every aspect, every one of the characters' decisions, choices that furthers the story screams authentic to me. It screams a well-written story. Every character had their own backstory that Tony Gilroy, I'm sure, worked on and knew. Mm. What would it take for this character to say and mm-hmm. do these things? What would it take? And and it shows. It's it's on the page and it's on the screen. That's awesome. I'm gonna watch it soon. I love talking to Sam about all movies. Yeah. Even stuff that we'll have, like, I, we have differing opinions on. Mm-hmm. I still am like, let me crack your head open. I got to know what you think about this and what you think about this. And, oh, you know, man. I've always felt it like if I could, when, you know, when we were working together on DC Daily and stuff, if I could convincingly make you be like, okay, I get where you're coming from yeah. about any differing opinion of of, of opinion I had, I'd be like, yes, oh, it's legit. Oh, I feel like great. that was yeah. off and you have great opinions. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm always open to hearing of a course, new opinion. Of course, of course. I mean, that's why... I think that's why Keller and I... I'm going to speak for Keller for a second. Please. Can you I, do the accent? Uh, the Texan accent or the British no, accent? Anyone. Sir Giles. So <laughs> Sir Giles. Speak on behalf of both of us. If you're going to speak for him. Uh, so a Texan I, British person. I prefer when Keller speaks on his own and he really leans... He's from Texas and he really leans into the Texan accent. Mm. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. A lot of y'alls? Uh, yes. Pretty much exclusively y'alls. Y'all... Any group of people is a y'all. One person, <laughs> y'all. Yep. Uh, some of my favorite Keller catchphrases are... Um, 
Tether? Tether. That's a John Wayne reference. One goes <laughs> that away, one goes Tether. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what movie it's from. Uh, the Searchers? It's probably from Tethers? I don't know. Sons of Katie Elder <laughs> or something. Rooster yeah. Cogburn, maybe? Maybe. Anyway, I was going to say, maybe. Keller and I love doing the show, and we love having guests on and friends over and yeah. people who we can talk to about stuff because... It has just made it so that the more you talk about movies with people, the better you are at, I think, even watching movies. The, you know, sure. the, be- the better you get at that stuff and the better you can uh, articulate your own thoughts and feelings. And um, it's great. I love movies. <laughs> I, hey, me too. I've always known that about you. No, thank you. I've always known that about you too. This is news well, to me. <laughs> Keller, we welcome. do this 12 year old yeah. list. What's your favorite for a podcast? Movie? <laughs> My favorite movie is The Iron Giant. Oh, <laughs> which I think is pretty top to bottom, pretty solid. Yeah, it's a very well uh, written um, and produced film. But you're not a big animated movie guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> but you had seen The Iron Giant. I when have. I yes. Learned that about you, yes. or did you watch it after the fact? No, I, I'd seen it yeah. y- years ago. I remember you watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and you were like, "This is very good." Right. That's my critique <laughs> of a lot of animated and uh, uh, superhero movies. Yeah, absolutely. Is I'm not a fan of the genre, mm-hmm. but I can certainly identify a well-made good film, a good bad. story. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And see, when it comes to Sam Levine, I take that as the biggest win. <laughs> I really do. If I'm like, did you see this movie? And you were like, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> not for me. I'm it's like, a, yes. It's a well-made movie. I, the character work was great. <laughs> and subjective person. Exactly. Yeah. The writing was good. Direction was good. Looked good. Didn't speak to me because I don't care for musicals or most animated films. But mm-hmm. hats off to the filmmakers. What's your favorite movie of all time? A Clockwork Orange. Mm. I gotta rewatch that movie. Makes a lot of sense. I've never seen it. <gasps> I've gone this far in my life. Not <gasps> that Kubrick. Kubrick? Kubrick? K- Kubrick. Kubrick. Um I'll call him. I've seen most of the Kubricks I've seen, I they're fucking great and I very much enjoyed them. Uh two thousand one. Shining. Name them all. Keep going. The ones I've seen. Uh, AI, artificial intelligence. All that's great. all great. That's what? not really. Huh? You know that. Sam, thanks so much for being a. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay. I just think that that teddy bear was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Keller, what's the next movie we're watching? Dear God, Four I have Weddings to, and a Goddamn Funeral. Look I, at the light hitting chunk like that. I that looks, t- <laughs> Do you know great. that I? This is this is true. Um, this is a, a hot take I have. You mentioned AI, and I can't. We're on a movie please, podcast. Please, I have please, to talk please, about please, it. Please, please. So when I was a kid, and I saw movies like. Um, well, a kid. I was a teenager, and I saw movies like AI or mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man or Short yeah. Circuit or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with robots. You always want to side with the robot. You always yes. want to be like, oh, my God. Yes. I'm team no, robot. No, he's got a soul. Yes. No, let him live. Johnny Five, let him live. <laughs> Robin Williams, Bicentennial Man, let and him then, live. Right. And then in every one of those movies, uh-huh. there is the science person. Uh-huh. There's the owner of the company, the lead scientist, the, whoever, who goes... No, 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 you don't understand. We we programmed him to act like a person and something's wrong with his program. <laughs> yeah. Like it's he's a robot. It's a there's a household appliance that is malfunctioning. Yeah. And that malfunction is making you gullible human think it's a soul. Think it's a soul. Yep. Like I get it, he was struck by lightning. That fried his circuit board. Yeah. <laughs> okay? He's not a person. A he is a robot. Effective product. And so I don't know at what point in my adult life I was like, Oh yeah. Steven Root is right. <laughs> I think it's because MIT started strapping guns to dog robots. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But I was like, yeah, I think no, it's Robin Williams' character is, he, Andrew is yeah. not a person. Yeah, I think it's because he is a upgrade malfunctioning is iOS. Robot. You've never befriended a robot. That's your problem, Sam. I had an iBo. 
Oh, that's your problem, mm-hmm. Sam. That's I had the why. little robot you could put a cassette tape in and interact with. Teddy Ruxpin, baby. I, that no, it wasn't a Teddy Ruxpin. Oh yeah, you're too young, too young for that. It was yeah. the, the after Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, it was what was post. it called? It was like uh, Ready uh, Tuxpin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a robot. That'll keep you out of legal trouble. <laughs> yeah, ready Tuxpin. There's <laughs> just some guy like this is a Ready Tuxpin. Ready Tuxpin. Get, put your tape they in. don't sell these in stores. Tuxedo They're really around. special. Ladies, only one I got. If you want it, you got to get it now. Thirty bucks. There you go. Happy birthday. Ready Tuxpin. <laughs> Ready Tuxpin. Well, unfortunately for everybody, oh no. Four Weddings and a Funeral is readily available. It's streaming on Amazon Prime, <laughs> as well as on the Roku channel with ads, Hoopla for subscribers. It's on the Canopy channel yeah. for free, and you can also watch it on Pluto TV for free with ads. You said Pluto. 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 Pluto TV. Pluto TV. Uh, Sam Levine was our guest today. Sam, thank you again thank so much for so coming much. over. Gosh, this was a pleasure for me. Sharing, it, first of all, watching, watching Zodiac, Zodiac for the 30 some something time, time. Sure. Yeah. and sharing waffles with us and mm-hmm. uh, spending your afternoon. Um, uh, is there uh, anything that you would like to point our listeners to, to check out? Absolutely. Or you, okay, good, because yeah. I was like, you're signing NDAs all the time, I'm sure. I do sign a lot of NDAs. Okay. I one last week. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, I, I imagine I could say I worked a, a little bit on a new HBO Max series, but that's <gasps> Ooh, probably the last I can say of it. For okay. now. For now. Cool. Cool. Okay. Cool. For now. If you're not so, already following Sam, follow Sam. Well, follow I already updated. assume yeah. he's going to be in anything I watch. Yeah, so. damn right. <laughs> um, yeah, follow me on the socials. I'm at Sam Levine, S-A-M-M-L-E-V-I-N-E. And uh, hey, I'm on Cameo. And uh, awesome. I really enjoy the videos that I've been making on Cameo. And beyond that, there there is an, a, a segment of Cameos that I, I believe I'm trying to corner the market on. Mm. Look, anybody can make a happy birthday yeah. or congratulations yeah. Cameo video. Yeah. Those are easy. Those are fun. Yeah. Every you know actor on there wants to do those. But bring me your dirty work. Funerals. Okay? Do you need to apologize to someone? Oh, no. Do you need to break bad news to someone? Ooh. Come to me. I am I'm relatively cheap, comparatively speaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are people charging hundreds of dollars. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. For um, Cameo, yeah. For Cameo. I don't do that. I can't afford Gary Busey. That no, guy who is... Can? <laughs> who can? No. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you have bad news you need to break to someone, you just can't you know, f- figure out a way to do it. If you need to apologize to someone and wow. you can't find the words, mm-hmm. you will. I will find them. This, mm-hmm. th- I want to cl- clarify something. This sounds like Sam Levine, who's an incredibly funny guy. Yes. He's one of the funniest guys I know, yeah. is, ma- is doing a bit right now, but I'm thinking about it and I'm like, no, you're actually a very thoughtful and and like empathetic person who would probably really find great words. Thank you to like to break some bad news. I, to somebody. I really I've made several of these. Several people have re- requested my cameos to break bad news yeah. or to oh, apologize man. to people. Look, I spent many years in therapy. Okay, yeah, I am very I, I am much more keenly aware now as yeah. an adult person. Yeah, about how to properly communicate uh, remorse. Wow. You gotta send send us those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know most of the on cameo people can those request the to let them be public or private. Yeah, and Damn, every every one of my apology and and uh, uh, that good. bad news videos have been requested as of course, private. Of so course, they're, they're just for the person intended to receive. Wow. Right. But uh, I, I've make never a fake. I've <laughs> never had a single bad review for yeah, any of my videos, of course, especially of none of the ones that were heartfelt. So, wow. uh, look, I'm, I'm happy to say congratulations or happy birthday. Sure, sure, sure. But, but that's your market. Buddy, I you really won't mean it. Yeah. 
I don't. I really don't. Oh, you had a birthday? Big deal. Who didn't this year? You know? Everybody's born. Shut but, up. But then it's like, hey, and I, and I mean, without going into specifics, mm-hmm. like two of the more recent ones were uh, fellas who wanted to apologize to their better halves mm-hmm. yes. for, um, you know, b- being inconsiderate or, sure, sure, or sure. what have you. And they were like, eh, I think she's a fan and it might mean more coming from you. Oh. And I was like, hey. I'm happy to do it, man. Yeah, honestly, next time I do a pull a bonehead move with Abby, I might be like, Sam Levine, what's your cameo? I need to find mm-hmm. you and request it, please. Yep. Thank you. Yep. And the <laughs> more information you can provide me, the better. But Great. you know, your your issues are your own. Yeah. I can just say I'm he is sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm personally yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. On his behalf. Last thing for Sam before we go. Sam, what's your favorite of all time Weird Al song? Go. Oh, wow. Favorite of all time Weird yep. Al song. Yep. Had to pick one. Okay. It is a Weird Al original <gasps> off of the album Bad Hair Day. Ah, uh, classic. And the song is Everything You Know Is Wrong. <laughs> okay. I've never heard it. So much of it makes sense for Sam Levine. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Sam, thank you again for joining us. Yes, Guys, thank you go, so much. Go watch Four Weddings and a Funeral or not. Either way, we'll be back next week with another special guest talking about the movie Keller, thanks for watching Zodiac. Hey, thanks for watching Zodiac. Her name's Crandall? Yeah. <laughs> I've been... <laughs> no, her name's Krabappel. I screwed up the quote. You gotta edit that. You gotta it's edit Crandall. That. Nope. Her name is Krabappel? I've been calling her Crandall. What's your, what's your... Okay, what's your favorite Simpsons quote ever? Is it that? No. What is it? Oh, my God. Oh, I think I know what it is. You do know what it is. I do know what it is. It's from... Okay, it's on three, Bart of Darkness. you're both gonna say it. It's, no, it's from it's, Bart of Darkness. No, it's Kirk Van Houten. Nope. Oh, oh. No, it's not I, Kirk Van Houten. I don't know. It's from Bart of Darkness. It's uh-huh. Krusty the Clown. Uh-huh. Krusty the Clown is about to leave for the summer, he so it's going to be all reruns. It is a great Krusty. He's very sweet. <laughs> oh, we're gone for the summer, but don't worry, we'll be showing the classic Krusty. <laughs> black and Krusty white. The, cuts to black and white. Original air date, February 8th, 1961. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Krusty the Clown Show. My guest tonight is AFL-CIO Chairman George Meany. We're going to be discussing collective bargaining agreements. George, thank you for coming to the show. Oh, pleasure to be here, Krusty. Uh, let me be blunt. Is there a labor crisis in America today? Well, it depends on how you define crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, Bart, Bart goes, ugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is my, that is, I've decided my favorite joke from the entirety of The Simpsons because it's eight layers of joke. Another great one is um, that Sam does is when uh, Milhouse's dad, Kirk, gets fired from <laughs> from his job that at the cracker one. factory yeah. and uh go ahead and go ahead and reenact that <laughs> it's pretty great so that's it after 20 years so long good luck i don't recall saying good luck <laughs> <laughs> just a great asshole joke yeah, 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 yeah. love it love it love it so long good luck i don't recall it's wonderful <laughs> sam thanks for letting us Thank spend so time much. with you today my friend my pleasure guys. like i said we'll be back in a week with four weddings and a funeral <laughs> Follow Sam Levine. He's got something happening on HBO Max at some point. <laughs> and potentially every movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if you see me in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I may not remember having shot. Tweet at him. Wait for Indiana Tweet Jones 5. Oh, you were great in Eternals, bro. All right. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys in a week. Bye. Bye.